0: Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. He's Mark Potash. Welcome to Howlis Intrigue, the Chicago Bears podcast, where, guys, in tonight's episode, we will talk about the Bears coming about an inch and a half short of beating the Commanders. We'll debate whether or not Justin Fields took a step forward, and we'll wonder what in the world the Bears are going to do in the next 10 days or so to make sure that this doesn't happen again. All that and much more coming up on Hallis Intrigue.
1: Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events.
0: Guys, we saw a really bad football game tonight that had a fun ending. I think that's the best way to phrase it. Uh, Jason, uh, Darnell Mooney lines up on the right hash or on the right flank uh, pretends he's running a slant, puts his left foot in the ground, doubles back toward the front right pylon. Justin Fields throws the ball up for him. It's fourth down and five with the game on the line. What happens?
1: Uh, very interesting finish there, Pat, where um, I, I think you could argue while Darnell Mooney is in the air, does he have the ball, and is he across, is he touching the goal line with the ball while he's in the air, the, you know, the invisible plane, uh, but he's still bobbling it. And yep. he clearly then comes down short of the goal line. I mean, Washington takes over with however many seconds left. 50. And they're, they're like maybe five or six inches out of the end sure. zone. This is where they end up spotting the ball. They're, the Bears are that close to the game-winning touchdown. I would still say even if that is complete, even if you get that game-winning touchdown, uh, this, is a, this is just an atrocious, just gross, terrible game. Right. I mean, this, there is win or lose. Like, this was an awful game against a very bad opponent. And the Bears end up losing 12-7 at home to the Commanders.
0: And all it took, Patsy, was Bayless Jones muffing a punt at the 6. But I want to ask you about Darnell Mooney's catch again. Potsy, watching it in real time. Did you think it was going to be a touchdown? And does it matter long-term, short-term that it wasn't?
2: Well, I did think it was going to be a touch. I did think it was going to be a touchdown at the time. Uh, I think it would. I think the Bears would have deserved credit for pulling out uh, a win against a bad team um, while they played poorly. But I also think there's a little bit of uh, frustration of that play. I think that play really um, illustrates just where the Bears are at. Because to me, I look at maybe I look at it a little bit differently. But like, why does everything have to be like pulling teeth around here? I would say I, I would submit that. Not even, some not even some not good offenses. Just find a tight end open in the back of the end zone. Right. Why does it always have to be some some difficult degree, some huge degree of difficulty play? And I think that's to me that's that's emblematic of, a, of an offense that really uh, is at the point where I don't know if they're ever going to get where they want to go. So that's, uh, that was kind of my frustration about that is I look at a more big picture and i was like, why do they always have to make it so difficult? Uh, like I said, teams, you don't need to be the Chiefs or the Packers to run a play where a guy is just open. And, and uh, they always seem to, the, uh, it came up that David Montgomery was open and he was a fifth read. Why is the fifth read always open? <laughs> they should. They should. They should upend. Should their, start they should the upend the the route tree yeah. because this is like the third time I've heard. Oh, we couldn't find. we couldn't throw to him because he was the fifth read, or my rule said to do this. They're always missing open receivers because of some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I just. I. I think that's problematic long term.
0: I was gonna say, Potsy. They did have a tight end wide open in the end zone, but it was the first quarter and Justin Fields overthrew him. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Jason Mooney said that as he turns around to look up, he loses the ball in the in the bank of lights and that he kind of grabs for the light, he says, and that by the time he collects the ball, he's out of the end zone, he swears that had he caught it the first time, uh, he would have been in. I agree with him, but man, if we're talking about losing a ball in the lights, I mean, you just played the Commanders, they might be the worst team in football. It shouldn't come down to that. They had the ball, Three times inside the five. Do you know how many points they got? Zero. It, uh, the last play is sexy, and the last play is interesting. The last play is ain't why they lost the game. It's the first 59 and a half minutes, right?
1: It is, this might be the worst football game I've ever attended. <laughs> I think you not, said that
0: five times last week. Well, I'm right. not
1: exaggerating. I mean, I can't think of one worse than 12-7. That was just so poorly played by both sides. Right. And just terrible quarterback play, I think, on both sides. Um... I don't even know what to say about it, Pet. What was your question, Darnell Mooney? Look, this is this just tells you how bad things have gotten, and this is not the first time we've talked about this. When you look at their wide receiver group, Darnell Mooney, Pet, is the sure thing. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney, not only a great athlete, but like the reason he is who he is, uh, is because of his just attention to detail and for you know absolute grasp of the playbook that's why he overtook Anthony Miller in like 2 days right was because of how smart he is and how much he uses that to his advantage now this year you got Darnell Mooney running the wrong routes you got Darnell Mooney not catching a ball in the lights i mean if you can't count on Darnell Mooney right now there is nobody
0: right and and Potsy, uh, play before that Dante Pettis uh, had kind of a 50-50 ball in the in the right hand side in the end zone and there could have been pi probably Should have been PI. It's a 50-50
2: PI pass pass interference But I'd argue
0: to you that, God bless Dante Pettis, but if it's someone other than Dante Pettis, maybe you're getting that call.
2: That's a good point. Uh, that's a fair point. And, and uh, if, it, if it happens in an offense that, it's used to, that, that officials are used to watching score, you also get that play. I mean, the Bears are kind of reaping what they've sown here in, over the years. And uh, They're like a pitcher and,
0: that can't throw strikes who so gets mad that, that he gets right. squeezed on a play. Yes. Uh, if you're a strike thrower, you, yes. get, you
2: get the call on the black, right? Right. You've got to be Greg Maddux to get the uh, 19, 20-inch uh, <laughs> uh, pl- wide plate.
1: Patrick, Dante Pettis had not seen the replay. They showed the replay in Soldier Field on the Jumbotron, and the fans started uh, chanting profanities about it. Dante Pettis didn't see that. I was with him watching him watch the replay for the first time, and you can see Dark Forest, before the ball gets there, is pulling down Dante Pettis' right arm, his front arm as the ball's coming to him. That has a big effect on whether he can catch the ball. He watches that play, and his reaction is, if someone can make that catch, and then he just kind of trails off, and he goes, that's a really tough catch. Yep. I guess i got to get stronger yeah. to fight through that.
0: And this may have been the best game he's ever played in his life, by the way. Four catches, 84 yards, and a 40-yard touchdown pass. Uh, and, and you know what? If P.I. is called there, it's first and goal at the one. you have any faith the Bears score?
1: Huh. There's still time. I mean, and you can run from there. There's, you have that. You
0: can run I mean, from the five, too. I mean... And that's one of the things I'm gonna when I rewatch the film um, tomorrow. In the final minute, is it rational to think that a running play on first or second down is available, is smart? I mean, Luke is the guy who called a run on third and goal at the nine last week, and it and it went for a touchdown. Should he have considered? Taking the wall out of Justin Fields' hands because Justin Fields, guess what he's not good at? Throwing in the red
1: zone. I'd keep it in his hands and let him run. Okay. And you saw him run on that 39-yard play. You saw Pat, you're getting to the point now where like you see Justin Fields get out into the open field hmm. and you see somebody coming for him like a safety, and you already know that's not the guy that's gonna get him. It's right. gonna take someone else yeah. after that. And you're seeing guys look like they're on ice skates trying to catch him when he's in the open field. Obviously it's not as much open field when you're at the 5-yard line. Justin Fields tonight barely outplayed Carson Wentz, and that is saying something. Justin Fields, 14 for 27, 190 yards, uh, a touchdown, uh, just a brutal interception uh, at the Washington 5, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. throws it off a defensive tackle's helmet, and it's a tip drill, uh, a 71.5 passer rating. He also ran 12 times for 88 yards, uh, half of that or so, uh, on that 39-yard run at the end. And then the assessment of that performance after the game by him and by Matt Eberflus was pretty interesting to me. Matt Eberflus saying, as you pointed out, Pat, when we were talking before we came on, uh, what is he supposed to say? Matt Eberflus defending this as a step forward. Um, that's like, there's a difference between like maybe you defend Justin Fields, you have his back, and then you call this taking a step forward. Nobody Nobody thinks that. Right.
0: Uh, one of the... <laughs> when I asked whether he took a step forward and flu said, oh, absolutely, my immediate follow-up was, how so? Yeah. Which I think is a great two-word follow-up when you don't believe what someone is saying. And, you know, his point was, Justin let us down the field and we had a chance to win the game. Okay. That happened last week, too. I mean, it, it, it wasn't quite as dramatic, although it was dramatic. Uh, Patsy, is there any world in which this is... This is progress because what I'm looking at right now is a passer rating of 71 and a half, 190 passing yards, 88 rushing yards. That's pretty great. Um, or can we just chalk this up to Thursday night games are weird, and really? usually yeah. teams that win these games win
2: them in an ugly fashion. If, if this Pat, if this game is played on Sunday, it's 15-10 at least. <laughs> okay, all right.
0: But Posse, do you? Do you see any – you don't think he got Well, better, No, I'll,
2: I'll, let me go back to the uh, Luke Getze line. We don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. That's so, uh, what that means is the Bears don't look at it the same way that we do. Uh, coaches, I think, in general, um, are uh, just look at uh, – sometimes look at what they want to – they see what they want to see. But also, if you have the worst performance in the world and somebody saves it, that makes it a good performance. I mean, that's just the way they are wired to think like that, and because they, because it's the same old thing. We look at this micro. We're 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 judging every game, defining it. This is what they are, and they just don't look at it that way. So I'm not absolving him of any of blame for you know, being out of touch or being wrong, but I'm just saying I, I get where he's coming from. I understand it, but um, because that made that made it that made it for him. You know what I'm saying? I mean that's you know that that. Uh, he gave them a chance, and he's gonna he's gonna lean on that. Um, and but how many times have we seen that that any the the coaches in Bears coaches always looking for that one morsel, that one light, you know, even in all the darkness, and 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 then they end up gone. You know,
1: Patsy. I mean? You know who's not buying that right now? Justin, Justin Fields, Fields is too. not buying that right now. Matt Eberflus gets up there and says, "We're close. We're this. We're that." Uh, Justin Fields says no. I, he said yeah. something to the effect of, I don't have the quote in front of me right now, but he said something to the effect of, I'm tired of hearing that. I'm tired of hearing I'm close. I'm tired of being close all of last year and this year. Like I, That is not something yeah. I want to continue to be saying and have said about it.
2: jason here's the quote we, we, we always get told that we're almost there we're almost oh i'm sorry uh, we always get told that we're almost there we're almost there me personally i'm tired of being almost there i'm tired of being just this close i feel like i've been hearing it for a long time for for, for so long now a couple things about that first of all he's been here for a year and a half it's a long year and no, a half. It's been a long year and a half. It's been a very long year Can you, can you imagine a
0: Bears fan who's spent their whole life watching bad quarterback play thinking a yeah. year and a half is yeah. long? Man, that's well, a snap. I yeah, know, I snap. know.
2: I was almost offended by <laughs> that. But has uh, But the bigger issue is for me, uh, and I did respond to that, is, is just to say that – the flaw in that is that he's being told they're that close. You guys referred to it earlier. By they're Amber not that close. Flues, they're very far away. Guys. They are, I think it's very clear now um, that, you know, I get, you know. You give them the idea that we're going to win, we're not going to load up an offense, we'll, you know, make the most of what we got. Well, you know, that's not working. They're more than t- – it's not a matter of time. It's a matter of talent. And, um, and so they are much farther away than they are telling him because the idea that they're so close – um, it, 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 is, it looks ludicrous at this point.
1: Pat, another thing he said. You mentioned the the throw to Ryan Griffin in the end zone, and Justin Fields is walking us through that play, saying, "Hey, he could have done, Griffin could have done something a little bit different." But then he's, but he said, "Look, bottom line, I'm an NFL quarterback. I got to make that throw."
0: That's a that's a cla- That is a, a Justin Fields quote in a nutshell. By the way, Fields going. The other guy have done a little more? Yes.
2: I, but yeah, also I didn't take it that way. He, but he did say I didn't take he it that said
0: way. could he have run harder to, for the ball is more or less what, what I heard. Um, or could he have been moving faster. I don't know. I think know Fields he, I think he's that,
1: Pretty honest about explaining things, and I know ne- I have never found him to be an excuse maker. And he that that is a No
0: sh- no, I'm not saying he's an excuse maker. I'm saying that he's honest. Yes. I- I'm saying yes. that Yes, yeah. to, that he doesn't hesitate to say. Okay, then, we're, then Mooney, we are on the same page. Yeah, Mooney ran the yeah. wrong right. route, yes, yeah, or whatever.
1: Um, but not in a blaming way, but in like, hey, here's what happened. I'm going to be honest with you. But when he's when he ends it with, I'm an NFL quarterback. I got to make that throw. You can see him holding himself to a standard that he is not meeting right now.
0: If the standard is you need to make a two-yard throw to a wide-open guy, damn right you did. Yeah. I mean, that's. I hope his standard is higher than that.
1: Now, all that being said, he's out there throwing to Ryan Griffin in the end zone. Like, this isn't good roster planning. Justin Fields is a big part of the problem. Right. Justin Fields has not played well. There is absolutely no case. We wanted to throw him a parade last week for going 15 for 21, throwing for 200 yards just because of how bad it had been leading up to that. He's part of the problem, but everything is part of the problem. Sure. It's this thing that, that Matt Nagy was saying that was so infuriating last year that it's nobody's fault but everybody's. <laughs> and, like, once again, it is. And you look at an offensive line today that allowed 12 quarterback hits. Yep. Out of how many, out of how many pass plays was that, Pat? I mean, they had they, five they threw, sacks.
0: They threw 27 times It took five sacks. Uh, I was joking to somebody that I thought Fields was getting hit so hard that next spring, little Justin Fields are going to spring up from the middle of the field and grow.
1: And he's, but, throwing, he's throwing to Darnell Mooney, who we all think is good. But then you've got all of these guys that are here because they were cheap. That the, is the reason that Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry, they are all here. because Equinemius St. Brown, they're all here because they were cheap.
0: Here's the list of Bears receivers with um, more than one catch today. Darnell Mooney, Dante Pettis, end of list.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, where Dante Pettis had a great game today, but where is he playing if he's not on the Bears?
0: Not, uh, he's playing special teams for somebody, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah it's not there. If I'm a, if I'm the Bears play caller, if I'm Luke Getzey though, I sit there and go, I schemed a guy wide open for you. You got to make that throw, and I don't care if it's Ryan Griffin. He's wide open. If it's me, yeah. I mean, it's it's a throw he needs to make, and then you have the other play in the red zone. Uh, Where he throws the ball off a commander's player's helmet and pops up in the air and gets picked off by a defensive lineman. That right there is how you uh, turn the ball over, or how you come away with zero points from inside the five three times. Potsy, I know you're getting antsy. I can see you tapping your finger here. Get your game balls ready, but before you do, I want to talk real quick uh, to you, in fact, about Valus Jones. Valus Jones muffs a punt again, late in the game, again, with his team getting the ball back. Uh, in this case, they were ahead uh, against the Giants. They were behind by eight uh, hands. The Commanders, a team that it lost ha- the game,
1: this yeah. is much more clearly a game losing. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The, Giants the, the
0: Commanders, a team that finished with ninety nine passing yards, uh, couldn't move the ball all day.
2: Yeah.
0: But you know, they even they could figure out a touchdown from the six. What in the world did the Bears do with this guy now?
2: Well, uh, Pat, I think well, I don't know much about a, a special teams play, but it just seems like he overcompensated. The last, the, the last fumble, it was like it was in front of him, and this one he like overran it, and it hit him in like the chest. So
0: I think and he wound up on a knee. He, he made didn't he? an
2: adjustment, but you know, um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. It sounds like they might, they're probably going to make a change, um, but. You know, this could be one of those situations. I know people like to hear this, but, I mean, this is uh, he's got to learn. And you lost a game because he learned. That's not necessarily a bad thing. And, and, if he learns. Yeah, if he, learned, if he well, learns. Well, here's the thing. Well, we how thought, many mistakes he, is, we yeah. thought he learned last time. Right, right. Yeah. I know, but how many How many is too many?
1: He was so, he was just, like, devastated yeah. after that fumble, right. that muffed punt against the Giants. Yeah. I mean, it looked like yeah. he'd been crying. I don't know if he yeah. was not, but looked like yeah. it. And then you have the same problem again. You saw
0: him today. What did he say?
1: Vellus Jones said that he went against, you know, you're going to hate this because you're just talking about this, Mark, but he went against the rules of what he's supposed to do in that play, mm-hmm. that it's very clearly a situation based on everything that they've been told, yeah. that that is a time where that ball is headed for the end zone. You let that ball go to the end zone. It's a touchback. He said he was trying to do too much. He felt pressured yeah. to try to make a play, and he acknowledged that part of that pressure is you're looking up at the scoreboard and the offense has scored seven points.
2: So if so if Justin Fields breaks the rules, he hits Darnell Mooney for a touchdown against whoever it was. But Valus Jones <laughs> the Four Verts play two two weeks ago or yeah, three weeks ago? Yeah, but Valus J- Jones does go against the rules, and he fumbles. That's the Bears in a nutshell. The rules What's are never life? working. The rule, you, whether, you, whether you if you break them, you're wrong, and if you don't, you're wrong. That is so Bears. I, can't, I just can't tell you how appropriate that is. is That's what they should is,
1: put on their T-shirts. Yes. Uh, Hot It should say, either way, you're wrong.
0: It's, yeah. Is it fair to say though that they just can't win for losing? Isn't this well? They can lose for losing. Um, is this season, if this season is about developing young players, would the more prudent thing to do?
2: be just to run him back out there? I, that's what I, that's my point. That's right. my point. This in the big picture scenario, uh, you are losing a game you literally are losing a game now for to to, to to win games later. If the in theory, if he recovers from this and becomes one of the best punt returners in the league. That's what's that's that's taking a step backward to take two steps forward. That's the whole idea of the uh, of just uh, going through a 3-13 and season and getting a high draft pick and developing players at the same time. Sure. That's the essence of it. So I'm not saying that they should do that. I don't know anything about his mindset or what he's thinking right now or maybe it'll ruin him if they put him back out there again. I have no idea. But all I'm saying is that fits the theory of of one one avenue of building a, a, of building a contender.
1: And Patrick, he has to be good. <laughs> he, he's not a throwaway pick. He's not like Daz Newsome in the sixth round or whatever. Right. I mean, this is their third round pick. This was their top White, top offensive pick of and, this and, past and, draft and, date, it, he has to be something for them.
0: And, and I, I feel bad for him in that sense in that it's not his fault that the Bears had an opportunity to draft wide receivers in round two and didn't Yes, and the then wound up with him. Bears fans who look at him and go, well, you – exactly what you said. Well, you better be good because, you know, George Pickens was there in the second round and we didn't take him. Or, you know, name whoever you want to name, uh, you, know, Do, you know, Dobbs in, in Green Bay – or the kid in Indianapolis that was good last week, uh, he's got he has to carry around that baggage, in addition to now the baggage of the fact that he's a punt returner. I don't know that there are two punt ret- that there's a punt returner anywhere else in the league that has had two bad game changing plays the way he has this season.
1: And we also saw him fumble the opening kickoff in a preseason game in Seattle, the first time he ever touched the ball. I mean, this is clearly an issue. He's this touched, is not an aberration.
0: He's touched the ball twelve times in his life in the NFL. Preseason
2: and regular season, probably, and three a, of them have been fumbles. It's a tough call for the coaches of now they, they got to worry. At this point, you're putting him back the, next, the second time was a no-brainer for them from their right. standpoint. Right. But now you put him back out there. What if he fumbles again? Now you're really talking you about losing some, him. Some yeah. real, uh, you know, psychological implications. So that's what that's why they get paid the big bucks. We're going to see. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think I don't think if they. Bench him uh, or take him out of that role it will be punitive. I just think they're, I think they're worried. It'll be that they can't just keep losing games over this. They they don't want to lose him. Yes.
0: Well, and and Jason, you wrote about this today. The Bears now have 10 or 11 days in which they can make some changes. Matt Eberflus left the door open to doing that, whether it's personnel, whether it's play calling, whether it's other stuff. Do you think they will?
1: Oh yeah. Immediately. Uh, Alex Leatherwood's got to play. Nikhil Harry's got to play. Those, those are no brainers. Um, but like one of the things you want to see this year is record aside, you want to see development. You want to see guys claiming jobs for 2023. Mm-hmm. And I am worried six games in that you're not seeing enough of that. You're looking at the rookie class, for example. Let's just take that Jaquan Brisker, good jackpot. Mm-hmm. Kyler Gordon, I like him, but needs, he's not playing. Needs well. work. Yep. Braxton Jones needs work. Yep. Vellus Jones not off to a good start. I mean, uh, off to
0: a bad start, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Um, anybody else?
1: You're not, well, we okay. went into this thinking like, what? There's like three guys that would claim jobs immediately for 2023. And it's like Darnell Mooney, Roquan Smith before the contract problem, and Jalen Johnson. Okay, add Brisker to that list. And then yep. you got a fifth? Brett and is and Gill. <laughs> okay, there you go. 46.3 yards.
2: Already
0: Ponce I mean, you're, already You're not seeing sa- it, though. Save it for the game, you're ball not see-
1: You're not seeing it, though. Like, Bra- <laughs> Braxton Jones isn't locked in after this. No. He's not locked in as their starting left tackle next year. And he was, a f- what, a fifth-round pick, I believe? Like, yeah. you, you can move on from him, no problem, if you find somebody better next year in free agency or the draft. Like, you are just not seeing... You have not seen a lot in the first six weeks that says, oh, okay, this guy's stepping forward, this guy's stepping forward. We're starting to fill spots for the next serious season which will be twenty twenty three.
0: And I will be curious to see whether Luke Getzi sits down and decides to make his offense maybe fit Justin Fields a little better. I, I, I just feel again. yeah. <laughs> but
2: I, I don't it doesn't be back there already. No but but to We're, me can we just go through that with the last guy? Yeah, I don't know. To me though it How many different versions are there, facets are there to fields that There's always an offense that has to be retrofitted for him. I don't
0: get that. I'm just, I just don't. A little
2: disconcerting, Pat.
0: Well, I don't enjoy. Do you enjoy watching him take a shotgun pass, uh, count to five, and then get knocked? He's running way too Get his head knocked off. That's that's why this
1: is not a step forward. That's why this is a step backward because it it so clearly is a step backward from last week. Last week against the Vikings, he looks like just beyond the statistics, beyond the production. He looks like what you want. Yep. This week was right back to. Panic, mm-hmm. bad because there's bad protection. Panic, run. Hope you get a late hit for an extra fifteen yards. And again, this is all. Oh, circular, oh, this is all circular. And the- get,
0: oh, and get hurt too because th- this is a guy who never says he's hurting. He says after the game, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hurt pretty bad. Yeah. And, he, and he says, you know, I used to have a left shoulder injury, but guess what? I do again uh, because I hurt it. Uh, I think on the set one, the last play of the first half, something like that. Uh, this is. I mean, the eleven days are going to do wonders for him. But this is somebody who, the offense ain't working for him today, and I don't know how many more games they can play like this w- without him getting his head
1: cut clean off. And if he we could... get to a point where it's like Trevor Simeon for four games or something like that, what, okay. what a waste! What are we going to? a waste do? for the Bears! What are we going to
0: do, Potsy? You have reached deep into the burlap sack containing your game balls. Uh, which one are you going to start with?
2: I'm going to start with offense, Pat. Let's go into Dante Pettis because he actually scored a touchdown. Right. He actually made a play. Uh, Khalil Herbert ran, had a 64-yard run, went for naught. Uh, Justin Fields had a brilliant 39-yard run. I mean, clutch play, I mean, great play, went for naught. Uh, Dante Pettis, Pettis made a nice play, a really nice catch, over-the-shoulder catch, and it actually scored a touchdown. On a, fr- old, on a free play. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, good, yeah, good on uh, Justin Fields. Uh, so anyway, he's uh, yeah, for me an easy uh, game ball winner. I mean, he only scored seven points. So <laughs> yeah. go with the guy who's got the touchdown. Yeah. Who yeah. do you have on defense? Defense going to go with Roquan Smith. I thought he played his ass off. If I can say that on a podcast, <coughs> I yeah.
1: guess I guess you
2: are. Yeah. I so. guess we're gonna have yeah. to put All
0: the right. pare- the, yeah. the explicit yeah. e yeah. next to the podcast. Yeah. But okay. No,
1: I thought he. Uh, next time you're like, I'm not sure if I should say yeah. this. Just don't say the thing, and then ask okay. us. Ask us later. Okay. He played ask his, his a word
2: off. Okay, how that? How's that? It's, can you edit that? I mean, in, in the pro- I think can we fix that
0: in post? Yeah, all right. Yeah.
2: Continue. Okay, um, yeah. No, I just thought he, he he came to play. I mean, and, and, and you know, funny thing was his numbers were. I mean, he did have a sack, but it wasn't like the it wasn't a stupendous game. I mean, they, they still Bears still aren't getting takeaways. Uh, that's a problem. But but anyway, I just thought I thought I could I could I could feel him. I guess is what people say yep. now. Mm-hmm. And and I thought he was. I think he had twelve tackles. He had nine solos, and he was really the only. Defend, in a good defensive performance, he was the only one who really, to me, stood out, who I noticed a, a lot on the field. And obviously they played well. They only, they only had 12 points scored against them.
0: Yeah, and the Bears uh, gave up uh, 4.6 yards per carry, which is a pretty good number, and then 99 passing yards, a passer rating of 66.3. I, that's as good as they're ever going to play in a loss, I presume. Right,
2: and the one the touchdown scored against them was off of a, uh, a a muff punt, so okay. that put them in a tough spot.
0: Okay, and then uh, should Trent should really Trent Gill's family really tempted
2: to give it to uh, uh, Cairo Santos for his uh, awesome uh, point after? Uh, just to just to uh, kind of just say how there's very there was lacking a contender. Uh, in I mean, that he game. nailed it. He nailed oh, the yeah. oh point. yeah yeah yeah, and it is a 33 yard kick now, so I, mean, I, I can talk myself into it but uh, Trenton Gill uh yeah you know, I, I mean I, I can't say uh, I can't say there was any one kick that really put them uh, that really made a difference in field position or whatever but you know it's more of a thing where I think he's just you know he's a guy who's doing his job and uh, I think he averaged what 46 three I think that's a that's a that's a uh, Gross total. It's yeah. fantastic. And 30, Pat, Pat 37 won, and a half net, and yeah. only one inside the twenty. But who knows where he was when he kicked him? I can't. I can't remember. Right. But anyway, that's <laughs> statistically the best uh, performance um, that uh, that I can think of. Unless you guys have a, any suggestions.
1: Punting is one of the fine arts in Chicago. I always tell you, Patrick, that no fan base appreciates a good punt. Yes. Like Chicago. Oh. Nobody
0: appreciates a good long snap like yeah. Chicago. Yep. either.
1: Other Pat Manley. Well, the Bears
2: have had punters, you know, Bobby Joe Green and. Um, well, they've needed, them, Mark. And, uh, they've needed and, them, They've needed them for no, their Bob entire players. existence. They've had, they've had, they've had punters who stay for a long time. The Bears have had probably the fewest punters for the last fifty years sure. of probably any team in the NFL. They so had Bobby Joe Green. They had Bob Parsons. They had uh, Pat O'Donnell. They had um,
1: Todd Sauerbrun.
2: Todd Sauerbrun was short a shorter career than. They've needed them, uh, anyway, they've, been, they've they, needed they, the they, punters uh, uh, more than a, anybody. A consistent punter is good, and. Um, and this uh, Trent Gill looks like um, he'll keep that going, I think.
0: Congratulations to Trenton Gill and his family, who I'm sure must be very proud. Uh, that'll do it for the show. Uh, the Bears are off on a mini bye. Players by league rule are going to be gone until Tuesday and then the Bears will start a long week in preparation for Monday Night Football in New England. He's Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. Thanks, as always, for listening. Check us out wherever you read your newspaper. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, and please like, rate, and review the show. We will be back again real soon.